What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Mind to Muscle podcast. I'm your host, Maddie Bunker. And I'm Bailey Delory. So welcome to episode two. Um, how was your week, Bailey? Good. I was nice and busy, but not busy. We went on vacation to Colorado for like the last week, so it was super fun, but I like love routine, so I'm like kind of also glad to be home now. Yeah, I feel that. What did y'all do out there? We went to a couple different places. We did like kind of two to three days at like Rocky Mountain National Park and then went to Colorado Springs and saw my brother and then finished it off in Denver. So lots of hiking, lots of steps. Nice. Wait, I didn't realize you went and saw your brother. That's fun. Yeah, he's in the army. So he's stationed out there. So we went and like saw his base and all that jazz. So that was pretty cool because we hadn't like seen him out there yet. So well, that's fun. It looked so pretty, but also very cold. Yeah, it was gorgeous. Definitely a nice change of scenery from Texas, but like the altitude plus the fact that I have not been doing very much cardio, like <laughs> absolutely crushed my soul, but it's fine. It's like the only enjoyable cardio is hiking. Like legitimately though. But what about you? What was your week like? Um, Just work in school, literally nothing exciting. Same old, same old. Yeah, sounds about right. Almost done with school though. Yeah, I know. Literally, I'm so excited to be done, but it's nice being in routine. Like, I love it. Obviously, love vacationing, but just having, like, my own routine and just being able to go to the gym in the morning and eat my food is super Literally. nice. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's me. And, like, having my own, like, cooking setup, even though we were, like, at an Airbnb, so it was nice, but still, like, we got back last night, and I was like, oh, this is so amazing. Yeah. What was your favorite thing you ate there? Of course, that's my question. Oh. <laughs> That's a really good question. Okay, like, honestly, that breakfast place where I got, like, the, like, salmon lox bagel, and they had really good coffee, and I'm obviously, like, I love coffee. So that place was definitely up there, and then there's this, they have, like, Denver Biscuit Company. That was Ooh. really good. That was, like, hands down Jake's favorite. By far, we ate there twice. But, yeah, their biscuits were, like, bomb. Okay, question of the day. Did Jake hit his macros on vacation? <laughs> He actually did better most days than I thought. Like, he was probably, like, 70-30, like, hitting his macros. But, like, okay, I'll give it – he did better than I thought he was going to do, obviously, because we were traveling together. So, I was, like, helping him track stuff. But it was better than anticipated. Not ideal, so but funny. better. <laughs> hey, that's pretty good for on vacation. I'm proud of him. <laughs> right? Yeah, me too. Honestly, it's better than half the time when he's home. So yeah, that's so funny. Do you want to kind of talk about like, this isn't a traveling podcast, but just like, I guess give like your number one tip for traveling or like staying on track while traveling. Yeah. So I, I kind of talked about this a little bit today too on my like Instagram, but I think the biggest thing is just like being realistic with where you're at. And so like, like that, like literally me and Jake is the perfect example of like, where we're at with our goals and things is different and there's nothing wrong with where either of us are at but like to me it was super important to hit all my workouts and to hit all my macros every single day like that was super important to me and so I was a little bit more stringent with that and made that more of a priority like for him he was okay taking one or two days off of training like we were hiding a ton and like he was a little bit less stringent with tracking which is absolutely okay so I just think that like going into it with a realistic plan for yourself is like going to be the biggest thing for sure and like knowing it's okay to not get all your gym workouts in and be a little bit more flexible with your macros if you're okay with that yeah no I love that you mentioned that because like it is totally okay to go and not even track your macros at all and just enjoy your vacation 
but you have to be okay that like, yeah, maybe you're putting your, your fitness journey on pause or you're not going to reach your goals as quickly and that's okay, but you have to sit down with yourself and be okay with that. Um, but I also think that like knowing, like you don't have to just go balls to the wall. Like if you don't want to track your macros or whatever, you don't have to make yourself feel sick. You know, like I think a lot of people are like, Oh, I'm not tracking this week. So I'm just going to eat whatever's in front of me. And they like, almost like don't want the food, but because it's there, they're eating it. And so I think it's super important to still be in tune with your body and listen to your body and like, know when you're full, like you don't have to just keep eating because the food is there. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. That's like such a good point. I think for like anything too, like we said, like traveling and holidays and just things like that. Of It's there, enjoy it, but you don't have to just feel like this is the only time you're ever going to be able to have these things because it's not. Yeah, 100%. And we're going to do next week, our podcast episode will be tips on staying on track while traveling and like through the holidays and stuff like that. So if y'all have any specific questions over that, DM us on Instagram and we'll make sure to include that in the podcast. But should we just kind of dive into today's episode? Do you want to introduce it? Yeah, so we're going to talk about basically five simple things that everybody can do to improve our health that are super easy for pretty much anyone with anywhere you're at in life. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we kind of like talked about, you know, diff- five different things. Um, so do you want to go into number one that we said, which is kind of steps and daily activity? Yeah. So like Maddie said, big number one is just improving daily activity. And we see this with tons of people when they first start off like prioritizing health and fitness goals. You just look at a general like daily activity is looking at step count, right? And how much you're moving throughout the day. And if you're not being conscious about this, a lot of the times it is going to be a really low number because most of us are working all day. A lot of us have desk jobs. And so just making an effort towards that of walk while you're on the phone, get up and go on a walk in the morning. We'll tell a lot of the girls to go on a walk after dinner just to start working those steps and that daily activity into your day. One, it's really good just for like literally overall health. If you can get eight to 10,000 steps a day, it's got loads of benefits. Um, and just, you're really going to feel so much better by getting up and moving throughout your day. Absolutely. And it doesn't have to be, I mean, like if you have specific goals, like, yeah, you'll probably want to be in the gym, strength training and things like that. But if you're just looking for overall health, Um, it's not necessary to be in the gym five, six days a week, but you still need to get in daily movement, right? Like rest days aren't just for you to sit on your butt all day and watch TV. Like you should still focus on your steps and get in movement when you can, because you're going to feel so much better afterwards. It helps with digestion. Like you said, if you walk like after you, after you eat, even like 10, 15 minutes helps a ton. Um, but also there's so many health benefits to getting eight to 10,000 steps a day and, um, I was listening to Jordan Syatt's YouTube and he was just talking about all the health benefits and how much studies there are on like how much your life just increases when you are able to get that many steps and your risk of literally mortality increase or decreases so much if you get eight to t- 10,000 steps every single day. Yeah, definitely. I think you talked about it too, like on something you posted today of there's really simple ways to increase this. And I think a lot of the times we make it harder than it needs to be like literally park in a further parking spot, get more steps in. I know like in his um, video, he talked about making more trips back and forth when cleaning dishes during dinner and like just taking 10 to 15 minutes at the end of your day to like go on a walk. Like a lot of us have dogs or we like to 
spend time outside. It's fall weather. It's getting nicer. Like enjoy that and make it an enjoyable part of your day. But also there's really easy places in life where we can add in like little bits of activity and it adds up really quick. Yeah. I mean, it's getting nicer for you in oh, Texas, yeah. <laughs> but it's not getting nicer for me in Utah, which is something that's actually really hard. Like it is a lot harder getting your steps in in the winter. And um, I actually just bought a walking pad, which I'm so excited I'm about. It's literally the best. But if you don't have that, like it actually like steps add up so quickly, like literally, like you said, parking far in parking spots, or I know this is controversial and everyone wants to get there groceries in one load but like I literally will take like one or two bags back and forth into my house just to get in more steps or like you said loading the dishwasher cleaning your house like making intent being intentional of like taking more steps and so if I need to carry a bunch of things downstairs I'll literally carry one at a time and that adds up so so quickly and then I look and I'm like wow I'm already almost at 10,000 and it like I literally didn't even have to try that hard like it's so much easier than people make it out to be yeah definitely so number two is prioritizing protein at every single meal and when we first sign on clients they are severely eating under eating protein like majority of them and they're like there's no way I can get that much protein this and that but like I know we talked about this when I came to visit you like how easy it is and like we actually like go over on our protein majority of the time now yeah definitely I think too like when we tell them we want them to eat more protein, a lot of the times our first thing instinctually is to like start looking at all these things. What, what can I eat that has more protein? What can I add into my diet? When a lot of the times it's super simple, like you're already eating protein-based things, just increase the serving size. Like instead of having three ounces of chicken, have five and things like that. And then you can use things obviously supplementally, like there's nothing wrong with protein powder or protein bars or things like that, but trying to prioritize it from whole foods as much as you can first. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because a lot of the time we'll see on our clients' food diaries when they first start with us, like increasing their protein. And it's literally like they had a protein bar and then a protein shake and then they had a processed (laughs) protein cookie. And it's like, and then they're like, well, my digestion sucks. And like, I'm having protein farts. I'm like, yeah, because all of your food or all of your protein is coming from processed sources. And that's fine. Like I have a protein powder every single day. But I limit it to that because I know like if I get protein sources from whole foods, I'm literally just going to feel so much better. Yeah, definitely. The protein farts are low-key like real in their rank. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) So bad. (laughs) But yeah, I think there's that and finding protein sources you enjoy. Like you don't have to have chicken and rice at every meal. There's tons of different options. Um, You know, I, I know a lot of the girls struggle when they are like vegetarian or vegan. But there's, again, definitely options and things you can use. And a lot of the times it's just giving yourself more of a serving size of it instead of trying to like skimp on it and then pick it. I always tell the girls, pick a protein source and build your meal around it. Exactly. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that. Same thing goes for like, if you're eating out, like pick a leaner protein source when you can build your meals around a protein source. Like so many people are like, Oh, what am I going to eat? Let's have mac and cheese or let's have oatmeal. And it's like, they're not having protein. So rather than changing your meals, like add in protein, maybe add protein powder to your oats or add chicken to your pasta or whatever it is. Like you don't have to completely change your diet 
But rather than like trying to change things or take things out, just adding in protein like helps so much. Yeah, definitely. For sure. It's also like super satiating, probably more so than anything else. And so it allows you to actually get full off your meals instead of feeling like you're eating 10 bajillion carbs, which nothing's wrong with carbs, but protein is super (laughs) satiating. So it helps us control a lot of those cravings too. Yeah, there are a lot of studies showing that like, if people literally just increase their protein, they actually decrease their overall calorie expenditure and lose weight because they're feeling fuller longer, especially if they're getting it from whole protein sources. Yeah, definitely. And we need protein to build muscle and keep muscle. So if we want to be toned, we need muscle, we need protein. Let's go. What's your favorite protein source? Oh, honestly, I love seafood. So like, shrimp salmon stuff like that i i love it okay yeah (laughs) that's solid (laughs) i mean i can't say the same thing as you i mean i like every protein source that's why i hit my protein so early in the day and then i'm like oh i have so much carb and fat (laughs) but honestly i mean yeah or i would say obviously my protein powder i love her but i only have one scoop a day struggles (laughs) struggles <laughs> me though i pre-tracked today this morning and i was like okay well i have no protein left and like 60 carbs and 15 fat so i gotta figure something out here see and that's another tip is pre-tracking because then you can adjust and be like oh i need more protein so i'm gonna add in a little bit of egg whites and take out you know 15 grams of my oats that way i hit my macros so it's so much easier yeah. to hit your macros and if you're new to tracking like Please pre-track. Don't just guesstimate because you will never hit your macros. Yeah, definitely. Just a little side tangent. <laughs> okay, going into number three is sleep. I'm guilty of this one a lot. <laughs> it's hard. This is the hardest one because sometimes you can't control it. Yeah, I think too sleep is like, for me at least, is a really easy thing to like put on the back burner. And it's really underrated. Like we, it's not talked about as much as a lot of other things. And so when I get busy and I have a lot of other things going on, that's like my go-to thing to skimp on is sleep. But it makes such a difference with so many things. Yeah, absolutely. Once I got my aura ring, I mean, I knew my sleep was bad, but <laughs> I realized how bad it was. Like I rarely ever get REM sleep which by the way the other night I actually got 25 minutes so that was like a world record for me (laughs) but you really do need to prioritize sleep because you're gonna have so much more energy for your lifts so you're gonna perform better you're gonna feel so much better and there's actually a lot of studies saying that when you get proper sleep you actually don't overeat so like if you're super tired you're more likely to indulge on other foods because for so many different reasons one because you're lazy and you're tired so you're just going to grab like processed foods and then you're going to overeat but also just because like something in your body like is messed up with your um cortisol and things like that and you're likely to reach for the more unhealthy foods when you don't get enough sleep yeah definitely like how you mentioned that about like cortisol and stuff just like literally sleeps your body's time to repair itself so especially if you are strength training doing all these things you have to give your body time to rest and repair to be able to see progress and results and a lot of the times especially if you are like more advanced like that could be something that's really holding you back from making progress is getting enough sleep um and just for like maddie said cortisol hormone levels everything like that is super dependent on our body getting enough rest Yeah, absolutely. I actually had a client who, you know, she was doing everything right. And her weight loss was just stalled. Like I knew she was tracking her food properly. She was doing everything right. She was pushing herself in the gym. And I was like, 
what the heck is going on? Like, is it maybe her hormones? Like, we got her blood work done. And then I realized, like, her body was just overly stressed and she was not sleeping enough. Like, she was barely getting any sleep. So once we kind of mitigated her stress a little bit and had her sleeping more, she was able to lose weight. And it was literally just because her cortisol was spiked. And that plays such a big role into it that people don't even realize. Yeah, definitely. I think sleep and then quality sleep. So not being on our phone right until the second before we go to bed and like taking the time to wind down before we go to sleep. And like, that's the thing that's hard for me is like my mind is like, I'm really type A. So I just like really (laughs) like all over the place. And so literally, I just like dump notes in my phone if there's things I don't want to forget so that I can just like, put my phone up, relax and give my body time to wind down before I lay in bed. Yeah, absolutely. Something that is, I used to struggle really, really bad with sleep. Like I would literally get three to four hours every single night. And a few things that have really, really helped me is number one, putting my phone across the room for me. So like once my phone's off, it's off. I can't get it until I wake up the next morning. Um, But two, like reading before bed has helped me a ton because even if it's literally just a page or two, like it gets me super tired and it gets me winded down and I'm able to sleep so much better. Also, sleeping in a cold room where it's really dark helps a ton with sleep as well. Yeah, definitely. I think it's like morning and night routines. We think they have to be these really like complex things. Make it freaking simple. Make it work yeah. for you. It doesn't have to be this whole like Insta-worthy nighttime routine. Just find what works for you. Stay off electronics. Whatever helps you relax like that last hour before bed. Yeah, absolutely. We both know we are the least aesthetic people. So you don't have to have complicated, just find what works for you and, and do it and try and stay off your phone, you know, 30 minutes to an hour before bed. And also another thing is waking up and going to bed around the same time every day, Mm -hmm. even on the weekends helps a ton because then your body's circadian rhythm is, is in function and you're able to just, your body knows like, okay, it's bedtime, it's time to go to bed. But if you're going to bed and waking up at completely different times, it's going to be really hard for your body to adjust. Yeah, definitely. I think that's something nobody really talks about. Yeah. All righty. Number four, my favorite (laughs) is water intake. Um, yeah, so ideally, we really encourage all the girls to drink 100 ounces of water a day. I know I aim for more around 120, 130. Maddie drinks water like nobody you've ever seen before. <laughs> um, but it's super important, like, obviously, just for supporting our body and so many things and being hydrated. But something that I, a lot of people don't correlate is the importance of being hydrated and drinking water in your and dig- your digestion. Yeah, absolutely. As well as your energy levels, too. A lot of people are dehydrated um, and they're constantly tired and that can play a huge role into it. Another thing, too, is like people will feel like they're super hungry, whereas they're just dehydrated. And if you drink a bunch of water, then you're like, oh, I'm actually just super thirsty. Um, And so making sure that you do drink your water. Um, Bailey always carries around. What is what is uh, Berkey call it? Your trough? My horse trough. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like a giant water jug, but I love it. Exactly. I mean, I like to have my hydro flask, but I have to fill it up like 30 times a day. So having a bigger jug helps a ton, but just carrying around water um, when you can. Drinking water during your workouts helps a ton because I'll literally chug like half a gallon to a gallon during my workouts because I'm so thirsty and you don't have to drink that much. But 
making sure that you are hydrated so that you can feel good helps with your digestion and all of that jazz. Yeah, definitely. I think into, we don't want to rely on having to have like flavored water or sweeteners all the time, but like add that into one or two cups of water during the day just to like break up the monotony. So I'll tell a lot of the girls that I know a lot of them like to use like Mios or their stir or things like that, that you can add in every so often to help it feel like you have some kind of flavor. And that helps a lot of the girls too. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I also like that you mentioned, like, don't overdo that. Still drink just water. But if you want to have like a couple of glasses adding in things, I think that's totally fine if it helps you get down water more frequently. Yeah, for sure. All right. And number five is having two to three servings of fruits and vegetables every single day. And I think a lot of people know this and know it's important, but they don't take it into account and they don't prioritize it. And when I look at their food diary, like my clients, and I'm like, let's try and get in a couple more servings of fruits and vegetables each day. And then they're like, oh my gosh, like I have so much energy. My digestion (laughs) is so much better. I feel better. And I'm like, weird, because you're having less processed foods and more whole foods and fruits and vegetables, which helps get your fiber in, get your micronutrients in and helps you just feel so much better. Yeah, definitely. I like how you're saying, like, add it in. And so that's a huge thing we say to the girls. When you approach things from a perspective of adding things in instead of restricting yourself, and when you focus on adding in things like fruits and vegetables or adding in whole foods, it automatically shifts you away from eating a lot of those things that make you feel like crap. Because I'm eating this instead, I'm satiated off this, but also the more I give my body that, the more it's going to crave that as opposed to craving things that make me feel like crap. Yeah, absolutely. If you're constantly eating highly processed foods and sugars and things like that, that's what your body's going to crave. But if you add in more fruits and vegetables, you'll realize how good you feel and then your body won't crave those things. And of course, like you're still going to want cookies, you're still going to want chips and that's totally fine. But you're going to realize how much better you feel when you do fuel your body with more whole foods and you're going to your body's literally going to crave those more and you're going to have better digestion. You're going to have better energy. And, and like we say, like stop thinking about restricting and having to, you know, take away all of your favorite foods, but just add in those foods. And then you'll realize like how much you don't even want those processed foods. Yeah, for sure. I think obviously with, we have the girls track macros, everybody gets really, really focused on macronutrients, which you should, But micronutrients are just as important, which is all the things we're getting from things like fruits and vegetables. And so we want to make sure that we have a good, well-rounded diet. And those are really important things to add in. And then especially if you look at, you know, situations where you're getting into more of a calorie deficit, if you're in a cut or things like that, having foods that you can have high volume of, which is going to be things like fruits and vegetables, where you can eat more and feel satiated without like downing a ton of calories when you're in a cut. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something I actually want to do a whole different podcast episode on is like, um, calorie or like calories versus food quality. And so like, if it fits your macros, and it's like, yeah, that's great, but you don't want to fit your macros with all, you know, McDonald's and you're eating out (laughs) fast food every day. Like, yeah, you can lose weight and reach your goals doing that, but you're not going to feel good. Your digestion is going to be horrible. You're not going to have energy. And so you want to follow that 80-20 rule and fuel your body with good whole foods majority of the time. And then if you can fit, you know, a cookie into your macros, I think that's great. But if you're fi- if it fits your macros was not built to just... <laughs> 
eat whatever you want. Not my not gonna feel good. Not my husband drinking a monster to meet his uh, carbs. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, this is not what this needs to be. That killed me when he told me that. When he was like, "Yeah, I drink," and I'm like, "No, no, stop." <laughs> oh my gosh! But yeah, I love that. That would definitely be like. There's so many things you can go into that of like moderation, obviously balance and food quality and all of those things for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And so I like to say like eat your fruits and vegetables first, hit your protein, and then you can fit those fun foods into your diet after that. Yeah, definitely. Have a colorful plate. Like we said, put a protein in it and then add some color, which is going to come from fruits and veg and things like that. Yeah. And the biggest thing is just don't overcomplicate it. Like it's really not that hard health and fitness, you know, like it, it, you can say like, oh, I have to change all of these things, but it's really simple. And so just kind of to sum up everything, get your steps in, get your daily movement in every single day, prioritize protein at every meal, get get your sleep, have seven to nine hours of sleep every day, drink your water and have two to three servings of fruits and vegetables each day. And just focus on small things, you know, add in one to two things. And then once you get good at those, then you can add in another thing, but don't overwhelm yourself or overcomplicate it. Yeah, definitely. Love that. Make it as simple as you can for yourself. And like Maddie said, just work on building one habit at a time and stacking those on top of each other. Yep, absolutely. I love that. Well, thanks for listening. Do you have anything else to add, Bailey? I think that's it. Super excited for next week. I know traveling holidays, all the things are coming up. So definitely listen to that one. It's super normal to be stressed when it comes to that stuff. So I'm super, super excited to go into that. Yeah, that'll be a really good one. I know a lot of people struggle with that. So if y'all have any specific questions, go ahead and DM us. My Instagram, as always, is just Maddie underscore Bunker, as well as my TikTok. And then Bailey, plug yourself. Mine is Bay Delory. So B-A-Y-D-E-L-A-U-R-I. Alrighty, awesome. Well, we'll catch y'all next Friday. All right, talk to you guys next week.